Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I appreciate so much that you've taken out time of your busy schedule to listen in today. So whether you're on your way to work or, or the way home or you've just been able to carve out some time, uh, I appreciate you doing that. And I hope that this time will be useful for you. I hope that we can redeem the time. And that is going to be the title of this new episode, Redeeming the Time. We're going to start with discussing how husbands and fathers need to redeem the time. In next week's episode, episode 10, we'll discuss how wives and mothers can redeem the time. And then we'll wrap up this small series in in episode 11 with how children can redeem the time. And by redeeming the time, it can hopefully help us to weather the storms that may come and try to penetrate the home. So looking forward to this study today. If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to the Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Of course, the Old Testament written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope, Romans 15, 4. And so we want to go back to the Old Testament text uh, in this episode, and, and really the next few episodes we're going to be in the Old Testament, uh, specifically in the book of Proverbs in this episode, as well as episode 11. And so excited to, to go through some of this with you. And I, again, I hope that it's helpful. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I appreciate you listening to the Scattered Abroad Network. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our master feed where you can get podcasts every day of the week. And we're so grateful for your support and your encouragement. Uh, the Scattered Abroad Network is now a work of the Memphis School of Preaching. And so if you'd like to contact us, you can do so via email, san at msop.org. You can also find our website, scatterabroad.org, and you can um, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And again, we're just very grateful for all the support that we have received, and I thank you so much for listening in today. What does it mean to redeem the time? This is a statement that we find in the New Testament. There are two passages in particular that come to mind. The first is in Ephesians chapter 5. And in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, we read this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The first thing that jumps out to us there is that redeeming the time is associated with wisdom. If we walk circumspectly or walk carefully as wise individuals, what we will do then is we'll redeem the time. Well, then we need to think about this word redeem. What exactly does it mean? This word redeem in Ephesians 5, 16 is a verb in the present tense, which means it's a continuous action. It's something we continue to do. And it literally means to utilize. Strong says it means to efficiently use something, perhaps as compensation for waste, conceived of as buying it back. When you think about redemption and that theme in the New Testament, we're reminded that we are redeemed, Christians are redeemed, with the blood of Christ. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Uh, redeemed, we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, Ephesians 1, 7. And so the idea of redemption is to buy something back. Have you ever thought about time and buying it back? You ever heard the phrase, time is money? Or time is your currency? You think about how we, we save money or we try to save money. Do we feel the same way about time? How are we using our time? 
Are we wasting our time or are we redeeming it? And that's what this episode and this small series is going to be about. Because when it comes to weathering the storm in the home, we need to make sure we're redeeming the time that we have because the time is going by fast. Uh, I'm recording this today. This is Friday afternoon, and this morning, uh, my wife and my mom and I were able to take uh, my three girls to their Christmas party, and just watching them grow up the way they have has been just amazing. And to think now that, that Henley's five and the twins are three, and to see them running around and playing, it feels like just yesterday we were bringing them home from the hospital. And... I see that flash before my eyes that the time that I have with them is running out. And so what am I going to do with the time that I have, the time that God has blessed me with to be with my children? Am I spending time with them? Am I spending those precious moments building that relationship? Am I spending that time teaching them about God? Am I showing them what it means to be godly? You see, it's so important because this is time you'll never get back. And once they're gone, they're gone. They're going to move on. They're going to grow up. They're going to leave. And they're going to look back. And the question is, what will they say? Will they say, man, I'm so glad that that my dad took the time to spend with me and took the time to teach me so valuable, so many valuable lessons. I'm so glad that that my mom took the time to spend with me and, and redeemed that time. So again, we're going to start with husbands and fathers, because anytime we start talking about the home, and we've mentioned this throughout this season, it starts with the man, it starts with a spiritual leader, and so we want to start there. So we mentioned Ephesians 5, 16, there's another passage in the New Testament, and that is Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5. I know I mentioned Proverbs 4, and we're going there right after this, I just wanted to introduce this study with these two passages But in Colossians 4 and verse 5, Paul says, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Verse 6, he says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And the idea of walking in wisdom is this is how you live from day to day. But again, what is associated with redeeming the time? It's applying wisdom to your life. So with those thoughts in mind, now that we've introduced this, and if you have your Bibles open there to Proverbs chapter 4, I want us to work through this text together and think about a father spending time with his children and saying these words, but also as a husband redeeming the time with his wife and using that time to build that relationship as strong as it can possibly be. And think about the family unit being strong. Husband and wife is strong. The relationship with the children is strong. This text here in Proverbs chapter 4, of course it's inspired of God, so you know it's going to be profitable. But in particular, and specifically with our study, I want you to think about this theme of redeeming the time and picture a father sitting down at the bedside of one of his children and saying these words. It's all going to focus on wisdom. As we begin, let's consider that the father is telling his child to gain wisdom. Gain wisdom. Look at verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to look at verse 5 and verse 7. Proverbs 4, 1 and 2, he says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. 
For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. Notice he says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. And then he says, And give attention. So it's not just you're picking up the sound. You're actually giving attention to this. You, you hear it. And it's also going uh, into your mind and into your heart. It's not just the idea of picking up the sound. So this is how you're going to gain wisdom. Hear the instruction and give attention to no understanding. You understand the instruction. Verse 5, he says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. And then in verse 7, he says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all you're getting, get understanding. So did you notice that the words, instruction, attention, understanding, good doctrine, law, words of my mouth, all of these different words he's putting together to emphasize what's most important for his children to grasp. You know, as, as a husband, as a father, as the spiritual leader of the home, here's how you redeem the time. You use the time that you have to teach your children the importance of, of redeeming the time. Teach them the importance of applying wisdom to their lives. And here's how, again, here's how you do it. Here's how you gain wisdom. You hear the instruction. You give attention to know the understanding. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Process what is being said. And of course, we know what wisdom is. It's the application of knowledge. So if I don't have the knowledge, how can I apply it? So it begins with hearing it, understanding it, and then putting into practice what you've been taught. So number one, gain wisdom. Number two, he says, embrace wisdom. Embrace wisdom. Look at verses 4 and 8 of Proverbs chapter 4. He also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Notice that language. Let your heart. What is the heart? According to the Bible, it's the center. It's the seat of emotions. It's all the operations of human life come in from the heart. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. We'll read that later here in Proverbs. Let your heart retain my words. The idea of retain means to hold fast, to, to stick to firmly. So let, let these words that I'm saying stick with you. It reminds us of Psalm 119.11. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's the idea here. The father is telling the children, hear my instruction, give attention to know what I'm saying, and let it not just sink into your ears, let it sink into your heart, and let it stick with you. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through life and I've gone back to something that someone has said to me that has stuck with me, that's helped me in that moment. And so husbands and fathers, we've got that responsibility to redeem the time by teaching our children how to gain wisdom and the importance of embracing wisdom. But in a deeper sense, we need to teach our children to cherish wisdom. Cherish wisdom. Look at verse 3. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother. He also taught me. He said, let your heart retain my words. Verse 6, do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. In verses 8 and 9, 
He says, exalt her as she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. The idea then is cherish this. He said, when I was my father's son, I was the tender and the only one on the side of my mother. He taught me. My father took the time to teach me. You take the time to teach your children and you pass it on. You pass it on. But the idea of cherishing is that you love it. Love her and she will keep you. Exalt her, she will promote you. You, you. you embrace wisdom and you love it. You love to apply what God wants you to apply. And here's the battle that we're up against. The world is trying to promote its wisdom. And that's sensual and, and devilish and demonic. We find that in James 3. But we also find the wisdom that is from above. It's first peaceable. It's pure. It's it's right. It's gentle, easy to yield and, and be entreated. That's what we're shooting for. So fathers, what are we teaching our children? Teach them to gain wisdom, embrace wisdom, and cherish wisdom. But as we continue through Proverbs chapter 4, we want to get even more practical. How do we redeem the time as husbands and fathers? How do we redeem the time with our children? What are we teaching them? As we continue through the text, let's teach our children to let wisdom guide their steps. Let wisdom guide their steps. This is verses 10 through 19 and then 26 and 27. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they've done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness. They drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter in the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Notice that a good father, in redeeming the time, is going to walk the walk himself. And then he's going to teach his children to walk in the proper path. Let wisdom guide your steps. Dropping down to verses 26 and 27, it says, Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. The word ponder there means to consider. It means to give careful thought. Give careful thought to the path of your feet. In Psalm 119, 105, we learn that the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The lamp shows you where you stand, but the light unto your path shows you where you're going and the right way that you are to go. So don't go in the path of the wicked because verse 19 says that path is darkness. You go in the path of the just, which is like the shining sun. You remember what you've been taught, and you put it into practice. Let wisdom guide your steps. But then continuing to look at this text, we need to teach our children as we redeem the time, let wisdom guard your heart. 
Let it guard your heart. Look at verses 20 through 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Notice twice in that text, he says to keep. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. The idea of keeping it with diligence is to guard your heart. Keep watch over your heart. These these words that I'm saying, I'm not just wasting my breath. I'm not just putting them out there for no reason. There's a reason behind these words. And again, it's the application of this knowledge is wisdom. And so as a father, I need to teach my children to let wisdom guide their steps and let wisdom guard their heart. But not just guard their heart, but guard their tongue. Verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. We need to teach our children how to talk, teach our children how to be respectful, how to use manners, how to handle criticism, how to respond when somebody talks bad to them. That's what wisdom will do. Let wisdom guard your heart, guard your tongue. Then in verse 25, let wisdom guard your eyes. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. It's the idea of teaching our children. It's redeeming this time that we have with them to teach these these important spiritual truths because there's going to come a time we won't have it anymore. One of the favorite books that I have in my library is a book called Point Man. Some of you listening have probably heard of that. We're going to get into some of that in this season. And he had a statement in there. He said, give me a child. Give him my son until he's seven years old. And that's the time I need. But really past that point, it's going to be hard to teach him some of the things that that you've had this time to do. And I look back and I say, well, my son's eight. So what did I do in those first seven years? Did I do my job? Did I train him properly? And there's times when he'll do something, he'll say something, or he'll he'll not say something, and I'll tell him, hey, you know better. That's not the way that I've taught you. That's not the way that, that your mama has taught you. And you have to stay on top of it, and you have to redeem that time when you spend with them. Look for teaching moments. This morning on the, on the way to the bus, it was just me and him, because I mentioned that the girls had a Christmas party, and we got to talk about spiritual things. He had a memory verse test today, and I said, you know your verse? He said, yes, sir, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Uh, And he nailed it, and I was very proud of that. But then I got to talk to him about the the background of that. I said, you know who wrote that? That was the Apostle Paul. You know where Paul was? He he was in prison. And, And yet he said rejoice. Why did he say that? I said, because joy is not based on the outward circumstances. Joy comes from within. And... You know, I don't know if that's something that he's thinking about right now, but maybe planting that seed and planting that thought, those are instructions that, that's from the Word of God that will hopefully help him later in life. He can apply that wisdom and say, you know, the circumstances around me are not great, but I remember what my dad said. I remember when we talked about this verse. I remember that the wisdom uh, that was he was trying to, to pass on to me, and I'm going to let that guide my steps today. I'm going to let that guard my heart and my tongue, and my eyes. And I'm going to be a person who has joy. And I'm going to live for God. 
That's the hope. And and husbands and fathers, we, we have opportunities like that. Let's not waste them. Let's not miss those opportunities. Let's redeem the time. And let's do our very best to help our children to be better equipped to weather the storms that they're going to face. But ultimately, we have the responsibility as the first line of defense to help weather the storm in the home. Thank you so much for listening. I hope and pray that this has been beneficial, and I hope that it will help you to redeem the time to the glory of God. Thanks again, and may God bless you.